This week on Another Brother. It's night. We've all got families and lives. So we do this after dark. And I was just embracing the darkness. Like, I want to go play right now. I, I'm, I am it's mad true. that I can't go Sooner. play right now. <laughs> uh, I'll cut to the chase. I 100% got food poisoning from Mexico. Ugh. Mexico, the restaurant. Two really early memories about night games that I think I think I keep bringing up like this was formative in my life, but this was like really formative in my life. <laughs> I was thinking about it as I was walking over um, to Alex's house to record this in the nighttime. It's night. We've all got families and lives. So we do this after dark, and I was just embracing the darkness and the night. And I the thought occurred to me as I was prepping for this episode that I feel as comfortable outside at night as I do in the daytime. And I think it's because of all the times of us just embracing being out at night. So you guys remember our fathers and sons campouts with dad? Sure. A little. I, I was quite a bit younger, I think. I don't have as many memories. There was one camp that our ward went to pretty frequently. Can't remember what it's called. It had the Adirondacks out mm-hmm. there. Um. And I just remember a couple times we'd play uh, Capture the Flag at mm-hmm. night. And so you had all the all the Adirondacks um, scattered around. You had some fire pits. You had a big, um, like, covered building area. It's in the middle of the Oregon forest, so there's trees everywhere um, and tents because not everyone slept in, in Adirondack, but... When when Josh said our ward, he means our local congregation of churchgoers. That's, yeah, that's terminology from our church for the people we actually go to church with. Yeah, yay verily. Yeah, yay verily. And so say we all. And every summer we'd hold this uh, fathers and sons camp out. Um, Sometimes in the fall, but yeah, every year. Every year, I should say, yeah, every yeah. year. Um, and I think that is the earliest that I can remember uh, playing these sorts of night games as a kid. Mm. One of my earliest memories playing this kind of game, I can't tell in my memory which one of these is earlier, Grandma Robison or Grandma Stewart. I don't know where I this have, is going. I have Excited. memories playing, I think we just called it Oxen Free. At Grandma's house. Which Grandma? Which Grandma? Yep, sorry. Grandma Robinson. <laughs> at night, in the summer. Outside. Under the orange sodium lamp street light mm. glow. Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. Oh, is that yeah. in the lot that a house still hasn't been built on across the street? No. No? Oh, just in her yard? I mean, maybe people were hiding over there too, but... Uh, this sounds familiar. But then also, at Grandma Stewart's, at Devil's Lake Park. Mm. I doubt we were supposed to be able to be in the park after dark. Most parks close at dark. But we would have one person... This this park had like one of those giant wooden castle-like play structures. And so we would have someone with a flashlight in a tower and everyone else had to get 
to the bottom of that tower without being spotted by the person with the flashlight. I completely forgot about this. It was so fun. I still have no memory of this. No? Yeah. Okay. Sometime we're going to have to talk about memories from grandma and grandpa's while they were living on the coast because... Sure. Yeah, I was pretty young. I don't remember a whole lot, but anyway, this does sound very familiar to me. Yeah, it was super fun. Like during the day, we played follow the leader as we climbed on the outside of the structure, like bad kids, except the adults (laughs) were playing with us. So like not our fault, but then at night we'd give someone a flashlight. They'd go into something like a tower and try to spot everybody as they Mm. would sneaky sneak. I, I I love the park, um, the bark chips. Um, I remember all that, but oh, man, yeah, I, I must have been too young. It, okay, I, I have an, an image in my mind. It's the the big old fatty rectangular with like a lap flashlight with a handle that takes the like the big D cell batteries, yeah, like, like four, four or of six those. of those. Yeah. yeah, that's just what I have in my mind of someone. Swinging that around, trying to catch people as they're running. So. Oh, awesome. Do you got one, Jacob? Yeah, so mine, actually, back to Josh. How many people do you remember actually playing? Uh, on the father and son campouts, I mean. Yeah. Were they, all the dads getting in there? Was it just the sons? I don't. I honestly don't remember playing Capture the Flag. I don't those. remember oh. any night games no kidding. from father and okay. son campouts. I remember, yeah, like the majority of dads would play. Awesome. And kids. It was amazing. Um, and it was like kind of like we did later on at, Mc, at McNary for track, capture the flag. So we'd have like this middle line that went down the center of this entire camping area. And uh, yeah, you just sneak and just try to stay covered and, and go get the, f- there's one flag on each side and uh, bring it over and you get a point, kind of like Halo, capture the flag. Oh man, this is this is interesting. So I remember things. I I have to believe that you guys did those because probably I, yeah. I remember doing it like multiple times. But you don't remember it. I can't conjure any memory of it. That's no. why I love this. We all have different yeah. gaps. Yeah, in, in the memories. What had everything. the most impact? Yeah, you know. For me, though, with the night games, it really went crazy when we became youths and we could like leave the house after dark (laughs) and we were like playing commando throughout the entire town yes or uh there was also my 12th birthday we went camping for my birthday epic yeah and all of us or did dad just like take you and your friends Uh, i was there yeah josh was there i doubt you were there because you would have been well seven Seven. Yeah. So I didn't camp and out. This would have been a guys. baby. Oh, you didn't. You yeah. went. Okay. Oh. I, w- I probably went home with, maybe with mom, mm. and then brought back out during the day. That was a fun party. Uh, BS Commandos was so good. That was wants, so much fun. Who wants to describe Commandos? You can take it out because I'm going to describe it. For me, there's another one that's even more sardines. No, <sighs> it's it's similar to sardines, but it's even bigger and even more important for me. So you take Commandos. So I didn't actually get to play a whole lot of Commandos, oh. unfortunately. I think yeah. that blew up around the time I was Leading. getting ready to leave the house. Yeah. yeah, I only have a couple memories of you being with us. But uh, if I remember correctly, there's like one 
maybe even two parties in their car. Uh-huh. There's a point A and a point B that everyone else has to get from and then to uh, without being spotted by the people in the cars. And so you've got crazy people like my brothers going through strangers' backyards. I have a footnote there. One brother. That was Josh. <laughs> yeah. I would. <laughs> I did not uh, participate in trespassing. Okay, here's footnote number two. I never <laughs> went into anyone's backyard. Okay, I. That's fair. Hid really well in front yards and under bushes and cars and things. Okay, I, I definitely would do that as well. Front yards, bushes. The, that's fair game. The only person going in backyards that I know of was Tyler. Mm. Uh, probably Adam. Definitely yeah. Adam. Yeah. Tyler had a ghillie suit, though, for crying out loud. So. <laughs> uh, Tyler. Yeah, so it's basically tag across an entire city. Hide and seek kind of tag. Yeah, yeah, with two cars. And they'd have one or two spotters within the car. Yeah, this was this would have been a perfect game for the 1957 Chevy Impala that dad says Grandpa Stewart had. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was a decommissioned cop car, so it had that spotlight oh, in the no shotgun way. position. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Instead, you know, the, each car would bring like flashlights with them, and the non-drivers would try to spot with the flashlight, and and just drove very, very slowly. Probably freaking a lot of residents of the city out. Am yeah. I about to get shot up? I do have a distinct memory. I think this was a time when you were playing with us, Alex. You can correct me if you don't remember this at all. I think Josh as well. I think the three of us, maybe one other, we were running through Claggett Creek Park. And let's see, we were coming from, man, I don't even know where point A to B would have been for us to be crossing through Claggett Creek me Park. Either. Seriously. Did we but start at Kennedy? Maybe McNary. Oh. Yeah, McNary probably to McNary. Kennedy? That would make some sense. Or to the church. Oh, yeah, that can make sure. sense too. Sure. So we're running through the field from the direction of McNary to the church and that northwest parking lot, one of the cars comes and pulls in and we see them driving and come, we see them turning in to the parking lot and we all just drop to the ground and like just hug it as tightly as we can. And like the head beams are just rolling straight over us. Like you can see them passing through the grass, through the, the wetness on it, and, and over top of us, and we're just as still and as, as silent as can be. They didn't see us, and they just turned around and kept on driving. I, I have vague memories of this. Yeah. But I feel like those sorts of moments were so common and frequent in that mm. game. Yeah. yeah. You know, one time I remember uh, being under the like the hedge row bush in front of this guy's front door when he opens the front door and he's like, well, cause the car, the car was coming up. And so I'm like, I got to hide somewhere. That was the closest obstacle uh, with some sort of concealment. And so I like slid under there, crawled up in the bark dust and the car drives by really slow. And the guy comes out of the front door. He's all angry. You know, like you alluded to, like, what are you kids doing? What's going on? And I thought he knew I was there, but he was yelling at the car full of kids <laughs> and they're like i i think they were pretty sure that they knew i was there uh-huh. but now they're getting you know yeah um, attention from the the homeowner 
And so they just kept driving. And as soon as he went in and closed the door, I was like, you know, I split. So fun. Yeah. That did make me think of one more thing. I'll just, I'll fess up now. You guys let me know if you were ever in this situation. Would you ever, you're hiding, car drives by, they stop because they think they spotted you. Throw a rock. No, no. They'll shout out, hey, person behind this bush or something like that. But they couldn't say your name. So I would, I would always just stay. I just sit as long as I could until like to test, okay, how sure are you that I'm here? Because you don't know who it is. You can't call me by name. And if they would eventually just drive off, I would. Oh yeah, I, I would sit it out if I could. I mean, you start a game of commandos, and you are committed. <laughs> Good. Uh, you, you are not removing me unless you can identify me. Yeah, I mean, I thought that okay. was the rule. That's true. You do. That's right. You had to call names out specifically. But there were some some kids that played with us would like be more willing to stop for whatever reason and join the car crew. You know? Chumps. Yeah. Weak. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're all listening, you <laughs> idiots. <laughs> I had another younger memory. We were at, it was my first snipe hunt. Uh, <laughs> Remember that? At yeah. Sun Valley? Sun, yes. Sun River. Sun, Sun River. River Resort. Yeah. Sun uh-huh. River Resort. Um, it was us, our family, the Currys, and the Naylors. The Naylors, yeah. And Doug, and all the other dads. So all the dads mm-hmm. and all the kids went out at night because... Doug promised us this really cool snipe hunt that like none of us had heard of. Maybe you did, Alex. Maybe Michael did. And I I gotta tell you though, I was completely bamboozled. <laughs> I <laughs> thought this thing was for real. And it just it was so much fun. I smelled weak old fish coming <laughs> off of this thing pretty hard. <laughs> He convinced me, and I was looking in bushes and looking over at the other bushes and looking up the tree. And so I, I don't know if I necessarily consider that a night game, right? But we were, it was gamey, yeah. and it was at night, and it did. It was just one more positive experience at night with a bunch of friends having a good time. And yeah, it's great. Yeah. But why, why do we love these things so much? Adventure. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's all I can come up with, yeah. but that just seems kind of weak. Like, no. why Why do we love adventure, you know? what? It's such a compelling thing from deep inside. I don't know. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you. But, like, I want to go play right now. I, <laughs> I'm, I, I am it's mad true. that I can't go Zoom play out. right now. <laughs> I, yeah, for real. I still have one piece of my turkey hunting camo that I used while paintballing somewhere. <laughs> so I do think about this, and I'm like, man, am I just destined to sunset now? Am I too old to do all these things mm. I enjoy doing? But we're not. No. Because kids are going to get to that age pretty soon where they're going to want to go airsofting, paintballing. And we're going to kick their butts. But they, it is going to be embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing for whom? For somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but embarrassment will be had. But yeah, I right. I'm still drawn to it. Yeah. I love yeah. that stuff. Well, eventually I'll get to this story of... Oh, man, string me along here. Matt, no, <laughs> Matt and I, I mean, this is recent, right? This was last summer. Matt mm-hmm. and I going up the, uh, the ridge right here in town, getting up to the ridge line and, and not getting home until 3 a.m. Like we started at 7 p.m., got home at 3 a.m. 
It's like it was a one hundred percent night exploration adventure. Half the trail we hadn't even more than half we hadn't even been on before. It's like yeah, we're definitely not That's too absurd. old. Yeah, a little maybe a little too crazy though. Ah, Hey, kids, do you know what time it is? Story time! So as you guys know, I spent two years in Russia. Not just Russia, but... Finland. Two years specifically in Siberia. A considerable amount of that time was in the third largest city in Russia, which, believe it or not, is in Siberia, Novosibirsk. It's, it's technically the capital of Siberia. So that's where this story takes place, okay? So for those of you out there, this was on a proselyting church mission. Yeah. And in the, on these missions, all three of us served one. On these missions, we have a bunch of, like, meetings and trainings and things like that. So on this particular day, this was near the end of my mission. I'd been there for, man, 22 months already, probably. Out of 22 out of 24 months. Right. With, I suppose, with the first two months actually in a training center in Utah. So this is really just a couple weeks before I'm coming home. So like I've, I've been here for a long time. I know the culture. I know the language pretty well. And we've three days of nonstop training. I'm in leadership, so I'm training other missionaries. Usually for these trainings, we have home-cooked meals. At this time, there had just been so many events and meetings and trainings and stuff going on that at the end of this particular day, instead of getting a home-cooked meal, we went to a restaurant. Now, this particular restaurant is probably one of a kind for Siberia. I'd be hard-pressed to find any other restaurant like it in the entirety of Siberia. What restaurants do they normally have in Siberia? What's what's the typical like food, cuisine, yeah, restaurant? They they don't have many western chains, especially now, thanks Putin. Oh yeah, McDonald's just closed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was there, I mean they they had a couple fast food chains. They had McDonald's, Carl's Jr., KFC. Oh, KFC closed. Mm. And Starbucks. So KFC just got bought up and rebranded as Rostics, which is actually what it was called when I was there. Oh. Anyway. Is that Russian sticks? No. Rostics. I actually don't know what it comes from. <laughs> so yeah, they have a lot of, you know, Russian <laughs> Russian cuisine restaurants and other cuisine from other former Soviet satellite countries, right? For some reason, we chose to go to a restaurant called Mexico. (laughs) Okay. That's right. Mexican cuisine in Russia. But was it, though? Yeah. Yeah, it it was. was. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't just kind of Mexican-ish? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's just so funny. Like, you can't get further away from Russia than Mexico. I, I feel like if you were to look at a globe... Anyway, I'm just picturing like a taco with beets in it or <laughs> some dill. <laughs> some dill. <laughs> Absolutely. 
tortillas made out of potato. Yeah, potato tortillas. Um, I Ooh, do wish I... sounds good, actually. It does. I wish I had taken pictures of the food. I didn't. But anyway, this restaurant is actually underground. It's kind of interesting. It's on one of the, the main roads in, in the city, one of the main streets in the city. Um, and there's just a staircase right in the middle of the sidewalk. Takes you down. Weird. It's the entire thing is covered in wood timbers underground. Mm-hmm. So is there like a sign up above? No. The staircase. So no. So kind of. So you might get the feeling that you're like you're going into a subway or something like an underground. Yeah. It, subway very much station. like that. Yes. The entrance is just like that. And you weren't afraid that like someone was going to steal like your <laughs> liver or something. <laughs> no. This was this was actually my second time going there. Hmm. But yeah, and then you, you go down the stairs and above the door at the very bottom of the stairs is this big old neon sign. Oh, and it's neon. Restaurant Mexico. And then you go inside and, you know, there's a lot more wood inside, all like Aztec styled, um, lots of bright colors, you know, sombreros, stuff like that. You know, they, just kind of... They have a mariachi band on standby. Oh, I wish Wait. a Russian mariachi band. That would have been amazing. But no, I'm I'm sure there was, you know, Mexican music playing and stuff. So for some reason, I decided to order a sample platter. Generally, uh, generally, I think the food was decent. It was okay. Except there was, I didn't read it thoroughly enough, apparently, because there was a fish dish. Hmm. <laughs> Disclaimer, not a fan of seafood. So I took one bite and, yeah, I realized it was shrimp or something and, and, and put it down. Probably from Lake Baikal. The famous sh- shrimp, shrimp of Lake Baikal. Baikal. I'll have to look into that. Actually, there probably are shrimp in Baikal. So I eat dinner, you know, fun, decent meal. And we head off to another meeting where we're, we're teaching a friend of ours. We go to the church building have our meeting. We get like halfway through this meeting with him. And all of a sudden, like my stomach just starts churning and bubbling. Okay. I think, <laughs> I think I might have heard this. Uh, this sounds familiar. It's a good one. <laughs> and just the more time passes on, the more uncomfortable I become. Like I start getting hot oh. and just like sweating. And I, I, I turn to my, companion you serve together in 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 pairs and companionships and like oh elder oh it's probably elder sperry like elder sperry i'm just i'm dying here i don't know what's wrong with me i'm feeling so sick i i need to get home (laughs) i need to leave and get out of here so we we wrap up the meeting as quickly as we can and we walk to the bus station now novosibirsk again is a pretty big city right one and a half million people oh wow yeah. Yeah, in the middle of Siberia. You'd never guess, right? No. It's fairly sprawling, covers a large square mileage or whatever. They do kilometers over there. Square kilometerage. So we get to the bus stop and we're waiting for a bus. All the while, you know, I'm just starting <laughs> to feel more and more sick. Anyway, a couple ba- buses pass. I-, I don't know what's going on. This was like a Saturday, Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, again, December, and just like all of these buses were just jam-packed, like no more room to get on. 
Are these, you're at a bus stop? Yeah. Are these like American bus stops? Like just a little, tiny little covered thing or a little sign in the road? Yeah, they, a little glass. Was yeah. Maslenica happening? No. Okay, that's. Good try. Okay. Yeah. How, how cold was it? If it's December. I mean, it's December. In Siberia. At like. You're standing outside at a bus stop. You're going to fill your pants with ice cubes. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably sweating buckets of ice cubes. It's probably at least negative 25 Celsius. Crazy. Negative 25 to 30. Okay, I'm going to guess 7.9. Negative 15 Fahrenheit. Pretty close. Negative 13. Nailed it. One more fun fact while we're on the topic. Negative 20 Celsius is the point at which the inside of your nose starts to freeze. So that was like, <laughs> that was my on the thickness on of your nostril and the humidity of the air. <laughs> your kilometerage might vary. <laughs> that was my onboard thermometer for when we were walking out and about. When my nose was freezing, I knew, okay, it's negative 20 at least. What does that even feel like? Like... <laughs> What does that even feel like? I'll just let you imagine instead of uh, describing it. Okay, so eventually, you know, we're at the at the bus stop. Finally, we have something roll up that we can get onto. And I say something rather than a bus because it was a Russian marshrutka, which is like a Mercedes Sprinter van, mm-hmm. right? One of these big vans. Mm-hmm. They hold 12 to 15 people depending on how many you want to jam onto the benches. Now, this thing was still so full that when we got on, we were standing. There's not room for us to sit. And this is like a 30 to 40 minute drive to our our apartment. Just because of all the stops or you're really that spread out? Both. Yeah. And so, you know, we're the last ones to get on. So I'm standing like right in the door. And, you know, sprinter vans are pretty tall. I think this one was specifically a sprinter. So it was much taller than a lot of the other mashrutki. But I still had to, like, hunch a little bit. I couldn't have my head, even as short as I am, I couldn't stand up all the way. And every time we came to a stop and someone had to get out, there I am, flinging the door open, getting off. People get on, and I'm getting back on. So we go through, I don't know how many stops like this, me getting off. Getting back on, getting off, getting back on. And you're in like a shirt and tie. So did people just think you were some kind of weird transit authority person? <laughs> well, no. So, He's the so again, this is December. So I've got my big old okay, coat on, right. scarf, sure, nice sure. warm hat. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I'm just feeling absolutely awful. I am as sick, <laughs> as, sick as you can be. Uh, I'll cut to the chase. I 100% got food poisoning from Mexico. Mexico, the restaurant. In Siberia. (laughs) In Siberia. Since I strongly dislike seafood, this whole time I have blamed it on that fish or shrimp taco that I accidentally ate. So (laughs) we get to the bus stop before our bus stop. All right. So close. We're like a two minute ride from home. That must have been an uncomfortable walk. <laughs> I hop back on, shut the door, payechali. We start driving again. So there I am on Russian transit, 
when I start blowing chunks. (laughs) What's my immediate reaction? Beanie off the head in front of the mouth to try and catch it all. In reality, what happens? Waterfall of throw up cascading everywhere. (laughs) I I had to go back to the email I sent mom and dad Uh the week after this happened. I threw up twice. So I threw up everywhere and then probably a couple seconds waited and I threw up again. This was awful. So again, I'm at the front. There's at, at the very front behind the driver and the passenger seat. There's a bench facing back towards the rest of the van. <laughs> oh, no. There is a row of babushki. No. Russian grandmas. All in their head-to-toe fur coats. <laughs> no. In Russia, like, fur coats are, that's how you survive the winter. And these things, you, you'll save up a couple years to get a really nice one. You like mink fur or just really premium. They were splattered so bad. Oh. Everyone on board just starts freaking out, losing their minds. They, everyone's yelling like, oh, my God, ah, it threw up. Ah. The driver turns around like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Pulls over immediately. <laughs> I fling the door open and just hop out as quick as I can. He's about to beat you up. <laughs> the Mabushki are about to beat you up. <laughs> so we just start walking. I don't know. We get like. 20, 30 feet away, grab some snow and just oh. <laughs> rub it all over ourselves. And I turn back. Wait, and wait, look. wait. All over yourselves? Did you get your companion? Of course. I, he was standing directly in front of me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, bared the, <laughs> he bared the brunt of it. And the okay. really sad thing, he had a pretty nice, uh, it's called a, a Dublonka. It's this really nice, soft, like, sheep leather on the outside and super warm sheep oh, wool on the inside. Oh, They're pretty nice. expensive. And, I mean, it was caked in my barf. Okay, so now I'm picturing you facing him and then behind him is the babushki. <laughs> yes, yes. It's so just from the <laughs> sheer velocity <laughs> spl- hitting him in the chest splattering <laughs> out back behind him and just spraying these poor old Everyone. ladies. So the good news it's, he, he, he took the coat to go get cleaned. Uh, another missionary, an, an older woman who was serving on a mission there with us and she managed to get it all out. She got it completely cleaned. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, we were rubbing snow on ourselves <laughs> trying to get this off of us for the three, four minute walk we have to get to our apartment. In negative 13 degree Fahrenheit yeah. weather. And no beanie on it anymore. No beanie anymore. <laughs> I do have it still though. Bro. Bro. <laughs> uh, I turn back and look at the marshrutka. And all the same thing. Everyone else on board is on the sidewalk rubbing snow all over their fur coats. <laughs> the driver has this, I don't know where he got this. Apparently he stores water. On, on board. He's got this big jug of water that he's like just chucking all over the entire thing, oh trying to wash gosh. the interior down. And we just, we walked home and <laughs> I was like dead for three, four days after that. It was the worst wow. food poisoning I have ever had. Jeez. Well, 
don't try to eat Mexican fish in Russia. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Dang it, that's what I was going to do. Oh, shoot. Do it. You're going to do it better. Thank you for being our brother. Wow, did that we might just be too energetic, that? though. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll take another run at it then. Okay. For, for being our brother. <laughs> that, the first one was too energetic. <laughs> gotcha. For show notes and other brother goodness, check out our website. Be sure to come back next week. And tell your friends so they too can become a brother over there. Brother over there.